0: What's going on, guys? This is Josh. Welcome to trek Explained. Here, we talk about Star Trek and drink. Please like and subscribe after the video if you enjoy it. Now, without further ado, let me try explain something to you. Two Days and Two Nights is the 25th episode of the first season of Star Trek Enterprise. This is a Risa episode with all sorts of hijinks. It starts out with the crew orbiting Ryza and preparing to shuttle down to the surface. Everyone drew lots, because not everyone will be able to go. Archer feels guilty about it, but to Paul and his dog, Porthos, insist he needs a vacation. He boards the shuttle with some of the other crew members, and they head down. After the opening credits, they're in the shuttle, talking about their plans for vacation. Travis Mayweather is going to do a rock climbing place called Galartha, where the rock face changes as you go. Malcolm Reed and Trip Tucker are going to the more cosmopolitan areas to, wink-wink, broaden their cultural horizons. Hoshisato mocks them and says she is going to try practicing her new language skills in social settings. Something more productive than what their plans were. Captain Archer got a little villa overlooking the ocean and is just going to relax. On Enterprise, Phlox is telling to Paul that he is going to hibernate for two days. His species, Denobulin, normally sleeps for about six days per year. So two days is a bit of a nap for him. Krum and Cutler will be the medic just in case anything happens, but flocks can be woken up necessary, but only if it's an emergency. Archer walks into his vil- via, villa, and ein- villa? Archer walks into his villa on Riza and is pretty happy about it. Porthos is enjoying the view too. T'Pol has left him a gift, the teachings of Surak. Surak is basically the Vulcan Jesus. He's the one who, after a huge world war, decided to embrace logic, and he encouraged his followers to do so as well. Eventually, Vulcans all become logical. They still have emotions, but they suppress them. In fact, Vulcan emotions run even deeper than humanity's. They just suppress them so they don't succumb to their influences. Quite an impressive task when you stop and ponder about it. Archer puts the book down and goes to look out the balcony to see the ocean. He hears a dog barking and looks down to a lower villa to see it. A pretty lady comes out and brings the dog inside, but not before noticing Archer. He nods to her and she turns around and goes back inside. How rude. Surely a nod back would have been appropriate. Malcolm and, Malcolm and Tripp are in a club, bobbing their heads. And talking about the women, of course. Wait, that one isn't a woman. Ah, nuts. They toast to a well-earned vacation. Archer is reading on his balcony in the evening, with Porthos enjoying the ocean breeze. He gets up to freshen his drink, and Porthos hears that dog barking again. Archer comes back from his bar era and finds Porthos and the other dog growling at each other on the balcony. How did that dog even get up there? He tell, tells them both to stop it when there's a chime at the door. Archer picks up Porthos and goes to answer the door. He finds the pretty lady from before. She comes to pick up her dog. They exchange introductions. Her name is Kayla. Archer asks about any good restaurants, and she tells him about a boat that serves seafood off the deck. He invites her to go, but she can't tonight. Tomorrow she again Aw yet, yeah. Archer's gonna get laid. Oh, she is sitting at a restaurant and starts striking up a conversation with the couple sitting next to her. It's a short conversation, as the couple is attending something called the Festival of the Moons tonight. But they say she should go if she has the time. There's another man listening from the corner. He approaches her after the couple leaves and invites himself to sit with her. They converse about languages. Klingon was hard to learn, but she's very adept at languages. Can't she learn his language? Maybe she'd like to have dinner and try. Oh my, I think Hoshi is going to get laid too. Malcolm and Trip are still in the club trying to get laid, but not being very successful. Two women approach them and are invited to have a drink. Ah yeah. They tell the ladies that they're from the planet Earth. They've never heard of it. Of course, many Trek fans know that Earth is the capital of the Federation eventually. It's a running gag throughout the Enterprise series that nobody has ever heard of Earth because it's a prequel series. The ladies say, since Malcolm and Tripp's first time to Ryza, they'll have to make it memorable for them. Aw, yeah. They gonna get laid too, right? Archer is looking at the stars through a telescope on his balcony when Kayla calls up to him and invites herself over. Archer talks about how he had dinner at that boat anyway, and a nice conversation with a couple from Vega Reticuli, celebrating their 300th wedding anniversary. Wowza! I hope Amber and I hit that milestone too. Archer finds Sol, our son, on the telescope, and shows Kayla. 90 light years away. Wow. They do some lightweight flirting, and she wants to know all about the places he's been. Malcolm and Trip are talking about a few adventures they had, with the ladies. Trip has been telling them that he's the captain, but then messes up and says he saved the captain's life. Wait, I thought you were the captain. Oh, oh, we rotate. Good cover, Trip. The ladies invite them to the subterranean gardens. The ladies take them into basically a basement, and ask about how much money they make. The ladies turn into two male aliens, much to the shock of our heroes. They pat them down for valuables, but don't find much. They talk about selling their clothes before stunning them with something akin to a phaser. T'Pol is on the bridge. Travis is calling for a shuttle. He's in the hospital, but wants to get back to Enterprise. The shuttle rescues him, and Travis explains how the rock face changed. The handholds changed too. He took a bit of a tumble and broke his leg. Travis wants his own doctor, but Phlox is sleeping. Cutler says she can handle a broken leg. The shuttle pilot says Travis was complaining about trouble breathing on the trip up. What medication did they give you? Just a hyperspray for the pain. Hmm. Malkin and Trip wake up with their hands bound behind them. And in their underwear. They shout for help, but the club is closed, so no one is there. How are they going to get out of this one? In bay, Cutler states he's having a reaction to the hypospray. It might construct Travis's breathing. Time to wake up Flocks. Oh, she is talking to her guy friend the next day. She gives up on learning his language, but he's learned English already. He gives her a kiss to demonstrate what a certain word is. You smooth pimp. He invites her to a steam pool. She takes his hand in hers, and they go. Archer is eating breakfast the next day, when there's another chime at his door. Hello, Kayla. Want to have some breakfast? She finally says her dog's name is Rilo. He wants to get to know her more. She had a family, but they were killed by the Suliban. Oh, the arch enemies of the Enterprise. Cutler tries to wake up Flocks. He's having trouble waking up. He can't think clearly yet, but he tries to make his way to sickbay. He falls over after getting up. In sickbay, Flocks begins analyzing Travis, but he's having troubles all over the place. He's determined to treat him, though. Archer is opening a bottle of wine to drink with Kayla in the evening. They toast, and she goes into more details about her past life. She hates those Zulaban. She knows they take orders from the distant future, which Archer thinks not too many people would know about. She passes it off as common knowledge. She's trying to get information out of Archer, a home planet or location of helixes or whatever. She's insisting on information and getting kind of upset about it. He is disappointed and grabs a scanner. He scans her and submits a bioscan to Enterprise to try and find a match. Kayla goes to grab a sweater, but when she comes back, Archer says he knows she's Tendarin. A race who absolutely hates the Sulaban. Even the ones who aren't genetically enhanced. Colonel Gratt was the Tendarin in charge of a prison camp Archer was forced to be in. She plays dumb. Maybe she doesn't actually know Colonel Gratt. But someone sent her here. She tries to leave, but she scratches him lightly on the hand. He gets drugged and passes out. She leaves and checks out of the villa. Malcolm and Reed finally emerge from the basement into a fully active club. They used a broken wine bottle to cut the ropes. They're walking through the club in their underwear. Everyone is staring, but they just look forward as they exit. No eye contact. Hoshi wakes up next to her new guy friend. They slept together. Aw yeah, Hoshi got laid at least. But it's time for her to leave now. On Enterprise, Phlox figures out what Travis was suffering about. He's allergic to something they used in the hyperspray on Risa. But Phlox has a new hyperspray that will fix the problem. They inject Travis and boom, he can breathe again. He thanks Phlox, but the doctor is passed out sleeping again. Porthos wakes up, Archer later on, with some kisses. Archer finds himself on the floor, but picks himself up. He looks at Kayla's villa, but finds it abandoned. Later, everyone's on the shuttle returning, but none of them feel like talking about what happened too much. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening to Trexplained. If you liked today's story, please drop a like and subscribe so you get updates on new ones. See you next time on Trexplained.